Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. I'm going to apologise. It is spring in the UK and I, you can hear birds in the background. It's a lovely cool 22 degrees today. Yes, it's been lovely. I'm slightly drunk. And today we're going to talk about 30 East Drive and the Black Monk of Pontefract. Which I always thought was in Wales, but it turns out it's in Yorkshire. I thought it was in Wales as well. York, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Pontefract. Yeah. Pontefract. Bastard. Yeah. Bastard. Cricket. <laughs> Flat caps and whippets. Mushy peas. In fact, I'm surprised Pie a whippet wasn't involved in this story <laughs> at any point. <laughs> Genuinely. I love you, Yorkshire, though. You're alright. You do a good tea. That's not even Yorkshire tea, mate. It's brewed in, it's made in India. Just a name, sorry. There goes the last bastion Don't of British Don't say that to Sean Bean. Chop <laughs> your head off with a scimitar. Well, no, he just gets his, 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 his sharp sword out, wouldn't he? From when he was in sharp, and the, the only role he when he didn't die. They have got the rhubarb triangle, though. Have they? Mm. Is that where it's really good to grow it or something? Yeah. Nice. Like it's a little triangle like Huddersfield, Wakefield, Leeds, something like that. It's like the perfect place to yeah. grow. Oh, wicked. Wow. Well, if you like rhubarb, get some Yorkshire uh, stuff. Support UK business. <laughs> we do all the help we can get. <laughs> Fucking hate rhubarb, person. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's shite. But still, if you like it, get Yorkshire maple. Right, let's thank some select listeners. We've had a lot this week. Leaper City in the Philippines, or Durban, South Africa. Brunswick, Georgia in the US, uh, Medford, New York, United States, Spring Valley, New York, oh hang on, I like that one, Galavance Valley in South Carolina, that's a new one, welcome to you. Ferry. Ferry? Gal what did I say, Fanny? <laughs> Valley? <laughs> Galavance Ferry. Galavance Fanny. Galavance Fanny, I think I said, I'm not sure. Galavance Ferry, South Carolina. That's the one. <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Pearl City in Hawaii. A lot of American listeners this week. Vil- Vil- uh, Vilnius. Vilnius in Lithuania. Panama City, Panama. Irving, Texas. Atlanta, Georgia, United States. Hastings of the Battle of Fame. Watch out for them arrows, they'll get you. Not in the eye, though. Maybe. Birmingham in the United Kingdom. That's not far from us. Telford in the UK. That's our hometown. Give you a shout-out. Boardman, Oregon in the US. Bengaluru in India. Up there again. He's always about. I like the Indian guy, Bengaluru. Old woman. Old woman. Indian person. Of any gender or whatever. (laughs) Dude or dudette. Yeah. Madrid, Spain. Portugal, Missouri, and top is Ashburn, Virginia, smashing it again. Big shout out to you. Get in touch with the show if you're in Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah. You... Maybe we'll, well do a live stream one day and you can talk to us live. That'll be fun. Have a chat. You want a webcam chat with Ashburn? No, they can, they can message us, can't they, live? And you can, like, interact. Depending on the time difference. I'm sure we could figure it out one day with someone. <laughs> well, we'll have a look. He wants to interact with yeah, you never know. Ooh, the listeners. They might want to ask questions about the subject we're talking about live. I don't want to interact with them, they're probably nutters. No, <laughs> they can't be no, I, 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 I'll have you know, I think that I know who the listener is, Ashley in Virginia. He's been a very long and loyal fan of the show from day one. Mm. He's messaged us before, if I remember rightly. No, I'm only joking, I'm sure you're all very nice people. 
You must be. You must be very sane and intelligent to be listening to no, us. No, I'm, he's a good guy. And give his wife listen. If I remember correctly from the previous messages we've had. Seems because oh yeah. Anyway, the ghosts of Thirty East Drive in Pontefract, and it is a normal three-bed, semi-detached council house, circa about the 1950s, built in the 50s, post-war building, rebuilding of Britain. I have to get the war in there somewhere, you know that. Mm -hmm. When we mass built a load of social housing for people to live in, council houses, solid, three bedroom, semi-detached, bit of garden. They also, they've got big gardens, haven't they? The old council houses. Yeah. The worst thing they ever did was sell them off and not yeah. rebuild. Yeah, that's the problem, mate. That's the tourist way, though. Well, this particular three-bedroom civil test would be haunted by some kind of Tory, Mike. It's a domain of a somewhat evil entity who has come to be known affectionately as Fred. If he's an evil entity, how has he become known affectionately? Because they basically... They have an affection for this evil spirit. No, they need him to call him. That's what it boils down to. I'm not on about <laughs> his name, Fred. I'm on about the fact it's described has become known affectionately. I don't, I don't think it was by the original people, no, it I'm kind of... I'm going to say, I mean, it's an evil entity. What are you doing being affectionate to an evil entity? Because he's kind of calms down sometimes. He's, he's kind of not, not an evil been, He's not always been nasty to everybody, has no, he? No, really? yeah. Sometimes he's a bit playful, but then he's yeah. a bit moody. Yeah, there's, there's certain rules, because you can go and stay at this house. Yeah, I'd like to. Cost you 60 quid a night. It's fine, it's a normal B&B kind of price, isn't it, so... You're not getting breakfast price. though, is you just staying up all night and on his house? bowl of cereal with you. Yeah. Right. Anyway, he has been making his presence known for more than 50 years, and this is one of the most haunted, most active paranormal zones, hotspots in the UK. Allegedly. In the world. Allegedly. Apparently. One of the most haunted places in the world. Allegedly. Well, Mike has to stick in the allegedly, doesn't he? <laughs> Sorry. He signs off for somebody asked to, that's his job. Precise, mate, He's yeah. the Spock of this show. I'm the Kirk. I'm the Mike's Uhura. the Spock. Pizza Uhura. Uhura. <laughs> <laughs> he can be what he wants to be, damn it. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> oh dear. Claire, you can be Scotty if you want to. <laughs> you run the engine room of this show. I can't do it, Captain. I just don't have the power. Well, even after 50 years, the entity that lives at 30 East Drive is anything but dormant. The official website currently lists about 300, quote, happenings reported from visitors, but there are many more. It seems that few visitors leave without having personal experiences. Common types of reported activity include foul smells. Well, if you were me on a ghost hunt overnight, you'd get that. Get a few no, foul no. smells emanating from me. Disembodied voices, scratches and other physical attacks. Unexplained light anomalies, nausea and shadowy figures. You said anomalies? You said it right the first time. Ring. I didn't even think about it. Gold I, I, star for Ben. I didn't even think about it, I just read it. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I beat this. Maybe. Next time you say but it. No, I'm going to get it wrong next time you pointed it out. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> no. Say it no, again. No, I'll say that again. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. Be natural. Oh, I hope it comes up again. <laughs> Fred's favourite party trick is moving marbles around. Not only will he roll them or throw them, 
but they sometimes appear to drop through the ceiling or appear out of thin air. That, I know, is called apportation. Shit they game, though, marbles, in it. They drop through the ceiling. Yeah. They well, use a port, it's called yeah. it's a porting, it's apportation. Yeah. I wonder if I kick about it, I might do it with him. Right? <laughs> I ain't playing marbles. People think I've lost my marbles. Yeah, you, you lost your marbles years ago, mate. Because <laughs> you were shit at the game. That's why you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> apportation, it's a, it's a thing that happened with demons, especially in case of demonic possession in houses. I've heard that case before. I think in the case of the Enfield Poltergeist, with this game before the Enfield Poltergeist as well. Mm. We certainly started before, anyway. Yeah, this is 1966. Uh, the Enfield Poltergeist was in the 80s, I believe. Early 80s. Yeah. Uh, where am I? Uh, some visitors have even claimed to have marbles appear in their homes and other locations after leaving East Drive. So he's followed them home. What, magic marbles, man. Magic marbles? <laughs> Keys are also a favourite trigger object for Fred, probably because he's a swinger. Uh, <laughs> See some keys? Oh, I'm going to put them in a bowl. <laughs> well, he was a swinger, wasn't he? Mm. Literally. Allegedly. Yeah. We'll come to that in a moment, though. <laughs> One of the things that happened to the Pritchards originally, the, the family that lived there originally, we'll get to them in a second, we're going to do this stuff that's happening now, was that a bunch of old keys dropped down from the chimney. These days, Fred will often steal unattended keys, and on one occasion, the keys showed up inside the vacuum cleaner, which does not work and is simply a prop. Huh? The paranormal activity is not just limited to the house either. Neighbours also report a shadowy figure in their gardens and have experienced mild activity in their homes. When they say mild activity, it's just creaks and moans, isn't it? It's what house noises and shit. You mean their heating coming yeah. on and things yeah. like that? Yeah, shit moving though. Like, you know, like sometimes you put something down and then you, it's, it's not where you put it, you think, how oh, the fuck has that moved? Someone that has moved like it. That. Yeah, but when you're not in the house with other people, I've experienced shit like that myself. No, I've had a mini stroke. Happens all the time. <laughs> no, it does. I just I reckon here when you walk into a room and you forget completely what you got in there for. That's a mini stroke. Yeah. That's a you've had a mini stroke. Yeah, apparently daydreams of mini strokes as well. Apparently, you can have up to sixty a day. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Up to. They're harmless, but they can make you forget and. Who are you? Yeah. Where am I? I get like that going over having a drink. <laughs> Fred is also known to have been violent and destructive from time to time, presumably when he is offended or disrespected. On one notable occasion, the bed in Diane's old room was destroyed. Diane is the daughter, we're going to get to the family in a second. And the room was trashed at around 4am on a night when the house was unoccupied. I'm not going to broke it. The kitchen has also been found in a state of disarray on occasion. Bad cleaners. <laughs> Not you, Claire. You're awesome at it. You do it for a living. Claire's cleaning. Claire's cleaning. Give it a shout out. Anyone in Telford? Message the show if you need cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> if, if what if they need cleaning. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't bathe people. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't bathe extra. <laughs> <laughs> Much bath here. <laughs> sure, really, that's so clear. <laughs> the house attracts paranormal investigators from all over the world and has featured on many paranormal television shows. Apparently, most haunted at 30 East Drive is. You were saying about all that, about the, uh, before the show about that. Yeah. 
most haunted episode. It is genuinely really good. If it is genuine, then there is some pretty chilling accounts on there that you can't explain. If if they're not, if there's not one of the crew doing it in the background, which as far as you're aware, they really ain't because there's not many of them in there. There's only like four of them in there, and there's often all four of them on camera. Back They've in the day, though, I remember when they, had, well. when they had the bigger budget. They had like a team, they had the camera yeah. member, there was people that you're not watch, watching the monitors and everything. You're not going to have a big team like that in a three-bedroom house, are you, with all the wires? That's the other thing. They had to go in a small team because they were physically locked in. The Keeper of the Keys, the next-door neighbour. Keeper of the Keys! Yeah. <laughs> she looks after the place, the next-door neighbour Are you the key master? And, um, and <laughs> she, locked, the she locked them in. And she was like, are you sure you want me to lock you in, lovey? Are you sure? Because once I lock this, you ain't getting out. Kind of thing. And, and they're yeah. supposed to keep the lab box with the cameras are turned off, probably. <laughs> nah, no, she, yeah, she locks them in. That's what she does. That's part of the theatrics of the staying there for the night and things like that. You get locked in, apparently. Well, what if one of you gets possessed and goes mad and kills the others? <laughs> well, I think there is... Risk for taking a good TV, there. <laughs> there must be some kind of contingency. I know be. you don't use, do sign a waiver when you stay there. Yeah, yeah. What's the incident, then, that causes the... Ferrari, whatever. What? What was the incident they're on about in that? It said the clip leads many to believe it's a hoax, but the activity that occurs here is very real indeed. Well, I don't know what clip that's on about, but I can give you a brief sum up of a few things that it could be talking about mm. that are within it. So, in the very beginning, when they're filming, they've just arrived to the property and they're like filming like the intro almost, and they're filming outside the property. They've not even got an inside yet and the curtains upstairs in the bathroom, it's like twitching and going mad. The windows aren't open and things like that, and it does look like somebody is like holding it and shaking it, and that was the first strange well, incident. That, that could be like the window's got a leak in it, the sink's gone. not the way it was fucking... It's a calm day. It genuinely You know it's a calm day. It could be just Mate, breeze two, through the window, you that's know. That's a fucking huge breeze to do that. Could be, I mean, yeah, it could have been someone either anyway, underneath the window still shaking of, them. There's lots of what's ifs because yeah. it could yeah. have been, but if you're led to believe that they checked this room afterwards, there was no breeze. Yeah, they checked it once their crew members got out of it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It depends whether you believe whether or not yeah, I know they're being saying, truthful yeah. as yeah, documentary yeah, makers. If they're going in purely truthful, we're going to document this to see whether or not anything happens. We're not going to fake anything. That is how they are supposed to be doing it. So if they are being true to that, then it's fucking strange. Do you know who I believe more than them? Your average Joes who go in there. Well, yeah, when and I, I have a you, friend who went there yeah, and yeah. I messaged her and I'll read the message to you yeah. in a bit. Because I messaged her and asked what her experience I'd was. Ra- I'd rather believe someone who's, who's gone there. And, uh, I mean, because not everyone who goes there is a firm believer. I mean, I go there because I, I think I'm a spiritual void. I don't think I'd ever see anything. Mm. Ever, I just think this. I just go there and pretty fall asleep at midnight and wake up at <laughs> seven in the morning and go, ah, oh, that was a good night's sleep. Right, nothing happened there. And you, I'm like, my God, there was a fucking entity hovering above you all night. Then I'm like, was it? <laughs> right. I think it's a power of suggestion. But then, well, people think that it's haunted, therefore they're more likely to have these experiences or put yeah, it down to perhaps. But then haunted. when you're filming it and you are seeing things on the camera that are happening. And like I said, if there's nobody actually physically doing it in the background, then what the fuck is it? That's my point. The problem and I have 
with any haunted location is that as soon as money's involved, it's got to be haunted. Well, hasn't it? Perhaps. But because this, otherwise, you're not going to make any money. Very, it's only been over the recent years that they've started to make money out of this. I know, but, I mean, this has been known for a long for, time. Oh, you know, there's a tape recorder in me on the wall that goes off every six hours that has like yeah. footsteps playing. Yeah, totally. If, once, once there's money involved, you've got to have an experience. But it depends on. If what, I went there and had nothing, I'd be like, I want my fucking money back. Depends on. Well, you don't know, do you, at the end of the day? But if you want to believe what's supposed to be happening there, then this, these it. are the accounts. These people they? want to believe. Well, it's whether you want to believe it or not, but it's whether it's truthful or and not. They trick themselves into believing. Shame. I think it's a shame that we have to question whether mm. it is truthful or not. When there is a no. program out there that is saying we are being truthful, we're all second guessing it. It's a shame. Yeah, but that all you've given me so that. far is some curtains twitching. What else? No. Is well, I haven't been able to. Get Sorry, to you go on. So they'd set up lots of locked off cameras in different locations to try and look at. As much as they could, there's a doll that literally gets thrown off the side, and again, it's caught on camera. There's nobody in this room. You can see clearly there's nobody in this room. Mm. There's a crucifix that gets thrown onto a bed. There's loads of marbles and things like that that get moved and thrown about throughout the whole of this three-hour episode, because they they do an extensive episode Mm. on it. And there's lots of marbles getting thrown left, right and centre. There's at least ten times you see marbles appearing from places and getting thrown and where there were no marbles before yeah 100 percent. they set up <laughs> they set up some balls claire looks surprised like i said if you're believing their documentary like as they're saying it is that's their truth yeah that we're meant to mm. that's their truth that yeah? they're portraying that we're yes. perceiving so what balls there was, are they setting up they set up some balls in a room to see if they moved, and again they have the locked off camera, and they do move. They just randomly start moving at one point, Broken and it's not even. like yeah, but it's not like they set it up and it starts moving. It's like four hours later, they just start moving, and then they start. No, when they come back to that camera moving. feed, they start moving, or when they. The, well, no, they've had this camera feed locked on it for twenty four hours, and they're showing you what they found within that period. So is it not edited? Like I said, you're you're I'm going to say once more, if yes, their yes, documentary yes, has been what they So I'm looking at it purely I'm playing as that. Advocate, I apologise. Yeah, I'm I playing it purely as that. Yeah. So that's another bit of evidence they caught. Mm-hmm. Within that same room, they were all in the room, and the camera kind of, where one of the cameras is positioned, it looks out towards the door and the hallway of the upstairs. And all you can see is like the banister rail, and that goes down, it's got one of those like banister guard, so it's, and then you can see it goes downstairs behind yep. it. And they were, the four of them were in this room, and you could see the shadow of a man yeah, literally come that. out. And it's like, what the, well, if there's nobody else in this yeah. house, what causes that? There was a knife that appeared in the middle of the sofa, so when you split in the sofa cushions, there was an, a, like a big fat kitchen knife sat upwards and they were about to go and do a vigil in the living room and sit down they'd been walked round and then they went back out and then they came back in because they're like well let's go sit down let's see if sit down and listen and as they were about to sit down they noticed there was this fucking great carving knife and then when they looking through the footage they showed the footage like a moment before when they were kind of walking around mm. and looking and the cameraman was just like this kind of banning around and then they kind of went that way and he, he was filming them and then he 
they were like, oh, well, let's go in there then. He went back in there and then there was this knife. And no. that could have really hurt some because it's pitch black. And it's only because they noticed it on the camera as they were looking. They were like, what the hell? So again, if you're led to believe that nobody from their crew has planted Why that. Why have they got all the lights off? Because they've got all the night vision cameras to. I don't have the lights on myself. It's, it's kind of adds to. And I personally, I'd have all the fucking lights burned. Historically, historically, to any accounts, ghost sightings happen 90% of the time when the lights are out, when it's dark. So that's why if you're going to investigate to try and find ghosts, you're going to make sure it's dark because that's when you're most likely to see them because you don't see them when the lights are on. People see them when the lights are off. Where's the I might give you an answer there. Well, obviously, go on Mike. You know what I mean? The way that they, it's in the shadows and things, isn't it? You see. Yeah, but cameras picking up things is different yes. to our naked eye missing it something, is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so you're always going to miss things. So that, that's a good argument to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can only believe what what you know as a person yeah. watching something on telly. I would like to think that they are being truthful. If they're me. presenting it as fact, it should be factual. Is well, what you're this saying? Is it. Yeah, this is it. It and doesn't help though. That Was it last year? Last year or the year before? Not that long ago. The only experience he saw were the ones on the floor. Most haunted. Yeah. The TV show. There is um, some of the accounts that you see on that. And if you want to find it, you'll easily find it. You just type in "most haunted" thirty East Drive, and it'll come up. You'll find it on YouTube and yeah, check it out yourself, see what you think. Yes, well, that's it. It's up to the listeners to decide, isn't it? Yep. Totally. Flying saucers. (laughs) She's eating my flying saucers. (laughs) At least there's been one flying saucer sighting around here. (laughs) (laughs) Over the years, there were many different explanations given regarding who this entity is. The entity was known to the press as Mr. Nobody, and the family called him Fred. In that time, he came to be known as the Black Monk, mainly because when his apparition appears, he's dressed in a long black robe. It's metal. He's not a brother, then. He's not a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. No, we don't know. He could be. Uh-huh. Well, again, there is suggestion that he was part of the local abbey, which wasn't that far up the road. No. One of the most popular explanations suggests that he was a Cluniac monk who was hanged across the street for raping and murdering a young girl. His body was then discarded down the well that sits under the lounge of 30 East Drive. That's Chester, the show catch. You can hear scratching Mike's chair. Show mascot. See, this is the contradictory bit next, isn't it? So I, I looked it up just and there is the monastery just up the road. <laughs> True. Which is where apparently he this guy is linked. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, however, other theories say there were never monks in the area and that the name derives from his appearance. One researcher claims that Fred is the twin of a murderer and was blamed for his brother's misdeeds, resulting in his restless spirit seeking revenge. So he was hung, then dumped in a well, which is subsequently where 30 East Drive's living room, its lounge, is built over. Allegedly. Allegedly. The well had been documented, actually, you'd have to mm. have a Well, I believe it, it, yeah. they have... You'd have to have a, a record of that, because it'd, it'd be on a map somewhere. Yeah. If it was used as a well at some point, it would be on a map somewhere, so we can probably agree... I was that, more alleging the... the oh, the body was yeah. dumped there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it may well have been a well there, but was, yeah. was a monk. And why would you dump a body in a well? If he's, been, if, he's, if he's been hung for murdering and raping a little child, yeah, but unless why that, dump his body like that? And yeah, it's I mean, contaminating the water supply. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yeah. gonna get cholera. Then <laughs> again, they didn't know that back then. No. Actually, it doesn't give us some date, does it? To be fair, when this monastery was there, well, the so monastery was, was, was a built monastery. in ten sixty. It was built in ten sixty. So. It would have been gone before Henry the when Henry the Eighth took over at the very latest, wouldn't it? Because he if it's the order of monks, he'd be Catholic. Mm. Did you have Protestant monks? I, I don't think you had orders like that. No. no, Protestant monks is all C of E, isn't it? It's all just yeah. A, yeah, a few monks, and they're not as strict as the Catholic ones. No, it's clearly not, because this one's a rapist and a murderer. No, he didn't, know It was his twin. Oh, <laughs> Two different stories. <laughs> the French story begins in August. Oh, sorry, there seems to be more than one entity residing in 30 East Drive as well. Aside from Fred, there is also a young girl, a boy, and an elemental spirit. Right. Right. When did they join the... <laughs> but it's speculated that the elemental spirit is controlling the other spirits in the house. Is an elemental spirit a higher spirit? Is, right. that, is that like a demonic spirit, basically? Is that what they're getting at? Somebody who's kind of residing over the lesser spirits... That's how that kind of sounds to me. I'll give you that because he says he is controlling the other spirits in there. So there's a demon, Fred. No, Fred's not there. No, so there's a demon, there's Fred. He's controlling Fred, the young girl and the boy. Yeah. yeah. Fred's story begins in August 1966 when the Pritchard family moved into their new home. When the parents, Jean and Joe, were away on a short break over the bank holiday, probably a caravan in Wales. <laughs> Standard summer holiday in or 1986 Skegness. Britain, or we Skegness, hot, just up the way. Considering they left the kids there and they went away together, it seems like there was maybe another baby on the way. <laughs> Their teenage son Philip and his granddaughter witnessed grandmother, grandmother, sorry, his grandmother witnessed the first of many strange occurrences in the house when they saw a fine layer of chalky dust fall from mid-air and settle on every surface. They were both insistent it had not fallen from the ceiling but around shoulder height. Well, Fred's got dandruff, obviously. He's had dandruff, isn't it? Though? It is. When they called on Philip's auntie to come and help clean up the mess, she discovered an unexplained puddle of water on the floor. Grandma just pissed herself. <laughs> and, and the best of it is she slipped over on it. Oh. <laughs> Every time she tried to mop up the water, a new puddle would appear before we oh, were <laughs> 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 it's the well overflowing. 
Nah. That's a valid point. Maybe there's an upsurge in the water currents. It's, it's flooding up. So they'd, have, they'd have filled it in, wouldn't they? Yeah. You don't know, over many years. Yeah. Yep. That would be filled with concrete. <laughs> Concrete's not too infallible, it'll crack over time. Mm. So we're talking like 20 years after, aren't we? I suppose we are, unless they were really shoddily knocked up. <laughs> nah, mate, not then, not in the no. 50s. They were fucking shit hot at building then. Nah, they were all rushed post-war, weren't they? <laughs> Shit, build houses well, quick! No, but they were built well, mate. They, they were, were, they were. Well, I'm joking, they were. Knock them, can no, you really for that? Them are the houses you want in this that country. That was when workers were proper workers. Men were men. Men, <laughs> men were men and built homes proper. <laughs> the, Yorkshire, they're bare hands and teeth. Yorkshire builders. <laughs> so I never understood why would you want a new build? I mean, they're shit. I, I no, would shit. much rather buy a 50-year-old yeah. house than a new house, definitely, all day long. A 100-year-old house, 200-year-old house, better than new builds well, now. steady on, 200. No, as long as it's been replumbed and that, like with all the mod cons. Yeah, but you mean you wasn't even a shit of all yeah. In a two-up-two-down in Whitechapel in the 1800s. Having to throw my piss and shit out into the street. Oh, there are pretty toilets for a plumbing in this house. Runs the risk of being murdered by Jack the Ripper on his way home at night. That's what I mean. Yeah, this is Tory Britain. Was that bad yet? Yeah. No, I, I would hope you, that it's had all the potential heating and shit. Yeah, you're is, is it? a grander home, weren't you? One way you've got like foot thick fucking walls yeah. where they were built with proper bricks. Real Proper bricks. bricks. Real man bricks. <laughs> Not mud cottage. <laughs> you don't have to live in a theme. <laughs> now that experience, the puddle of water on the floor, would be the start of a long list of strange phenomena, including lights going on and off, the tea dispenser activating by itself, and there's nothing the British ate more than their tea dispenser malfunctioning. Mm. Lights going on and off was the dad witnessed this, they used to leave the landing light on for the kids at night yeah. so they could go to the toilet. And he watched it go off and he was like, oh, the kids are messing about. And then he went on again, but he couldn't hear anything. He's like, oh, they're tiptoeing around. Then he's, then it was just like on, off, on, off, on, off. But he went in to check on the kids and they were down. Maybe they were snoring. Could have been a power cut. Could have been. Uh, this, was the, on and off. this was the 60s. It could have been a power surge. Yeah. But if it's an unusual event, if it doesn't happen every mm. night, you think, well, why is it doing that? Yeah. It's an unusual event, isn't it? If it happens all the time, fair dues. Yeah. Cupboard doors you just shake, plant pots jumped out of their pots, items levitating and photographs being slashed by some invisible blade. And yeah, that's again, the photographs, also their wedding photo was thrown mm. to the floor and smashed. There was photos being moved around and that yeah. within the most haunted again like that and things being thrown across the room in the living room the cupboard door shaking absolutely again re widely reported it was like oh, so an earth tremor as such things would shake the plant pots the one was thrown down the stairs there was no one there mm. now Jean Pritchard refused to be run out of her home and called in several clergymen to try and help her rid the house of this entity However, Fred seemed to laugh in the face of any attempt at an exorcism. And that's what I like with this. Fred, whenever someone tries to exorcise him from the uh, building, apparently later on, upside-down crosses appear on the wall. Metal as fuck. 
Bread! Anyone? I don't believe it. <laughs> You're into it. Mm. Well, the ex you know, exorcisms and that as well, you know. To all just, you've no. got to believe in God and the Bible and all that lot to believe in exorcisms. So if you don't believe in exorcisms, you can't believe in... Well, you were asleep through that episode we did the other week. Don't you believe in it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, during the attempts, holy water would appear seeping out of the walls. Clergymen had their faces slapped or were pushed. And a pair of ghostly hands appear floating in the air and conducting the hymns you'd have tried expelling. Fred's got sass. Uh, I love it, Fred's got sass. It's fantastic. For the most part, Fred's antics seemed harmless and mischievous. For example, he once slowly poured an entire jug of milk over the head of a disbelieving relative of the Pritchards, which both Philip and his little sister Diane found very amusing. However, Fred's behaviour eventually took a more sinister turn. He began to focus most of his attention on Diane, and she was frequently left with scrapes and bruises. Ah, uh, see where it gets a bit rapey, isn't R it? Rapey Fred. Yeah. Cos she's about 15 at this point. Philip is a year or two older. And it is weird that a lot of poltergeist activity happens around teenage girls. It was just about sort of hitting womanhood. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's, a, there's a few yeah, cases of that. smell the blood. Uh, you know what? I don't know. That's gross, man. It's gross. <laughs> it is absolutely gross. But there's the Enfield podcast. Are they all paedophiles, they? The, Possibly. <laughs> Once you become a ghost, you become a paedophile. Paedophile ghost. Maybe pedo ghosts are the only one that comes back. The noncy ones. He ghosts. <laughs> Nancy ghosts ghostophiles but it's, the Enfield podcast the haunting was the same yeah featuring a girl who was just coming to womanhood she was about 11 wasn't she 11, 12 yeah coming into her teenage years and again the same with, with Diane in this occasion you know, the biggest one was, on one occasion Diane was grabbed by her, her hair and violently dragged upstairs or backwards up the stairs kicking and screaming the whole way Afterwards, the girl was understandably traumatised and she was left with visible finger marks around her throat. See, how would you explain that? Well, the sad thing is she may have done it to herself. Or pulled herself up the you see backwards. That? No, maybe that's what she said happened. Mm. But maybe she's abusing herself. I don't, you don't know, do you? Think? Yeah, but devil's advocate taking this as gospel, if that's happened, oh, what, yeah, that's how, how do you explain that? If that is what happened, it doesn't mention the dad getting locked in the um, coal cupboard. No, that's another one. The dad getting locked in the coal cupboard felt there was an entity in there with him. Yeah, yeah, and it fucked his head up. Yeah, it's his head up. He did not bad. sleep well in this house, did he? No, the dad was very perceptive, but he was noticing a lot. He really was, and I think the daughter or something had seen somebody in the coal cupboard, and he went in there to say like, "Look, I'll show you. Don't be silly." And as he went in there, he got pushed in there, yeah. and the door slammed shut. The <laughs> door could have pushed him in? And it was... No, no. <laughs> you don't know. But the door slammed shut, and he couldn't open it, and he was he was in there for a good while. And whilst yes, he was in there, he, he did experience, like, lots of weird noises and shit like that, wasn't it? And Couldn't his daughter on the other side help him out, no? No, they couldn't open the door. They could not open the door. And then it all of a sudden just opened about 20 minutes after them trying. 
and he was never the same again. It proper fucked his head up. And this is just a normal same 40 year old bloke, hard working kind Two of minor kids. kind of guy. He weren't no pussy. Yeah. And there weren't no way his little skinny fucking daughter was pushing him in like that because he got flung in there and the door slammed shut and would mm. not open. They were all trying it, pushing it. He was shouting, banging. They could not open it. And like I said, it traumatized him and it made him a different bloke after that. I think we should go. I do as well. I'd love to. <laughs> we'll do a live podcast from there. Yeah. There you go. I get traumatised by a rapey ghost. <laughs> it might be a you wave. You might like you, Mike, do not it? Do you know what? It could be a wave. You get in that experience that makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you think. I kind of like I believe in ghosts no. now because they rape no. me. You never know. You might experience something there that is like unexplainable. You might get a marble thrown at your head, but and we're all sat there like, what? Well, you know, it's none of us, and might be one of you. You never know, do you? Possible. Could be something we could definitely do. Oh, one of the marbles chucked at me. <laughs> Nobody's died in there yet, Claire. Yet, I say. <laughs> now, the property is now owned by movie producer Bill Bungay. Bill Bungay? Maybe. Who decided to buy the house after making his movie when a light went out? That was in 2012. Apparently, it's a fairly big film. Not a bad film, actually. Based loosely on the Pritchard's family experiences. Initially, he thought it was an excellent marketing technique to have the premiere in the house that inspired the movie. He was sceptical about Fred's existence and believed that if he had never been there, he was probably long gone. However, a string of strange experiences has now changed his opinions of the house. The next-door neighbour, Carol, who has had more than a fair share of brushes with the Pontefract poltergeist herself, is now looking after the house. And she claims after a period of relative calm, activity started to begin shortly before the Pritchard sold the house to Bungay. Because probably he's oh, okay. charging £60 a night to stay there. They were as well. They were letting people come stay there if they wanted to. The family, I believe, because the Pritchards owned it when they were filming the Most Haunted one there, they were still owning the house and she didn't live there. It was still within the Pritchard family. And I think, and that I believe at the time, you could at that point go and stay there. Well, silver money though, isn't it? Yeah. 30 East Drive is obviously now open to visitors. And for £60 a night, you can stay there. Though there is a waiting list. I had a quick look today. If you want to go any time before that July, year, July next year, you are... <laughs> And some of the dates are sooner, but they're waiting for dropouts. Mm. Although the, well owners, <laughs> the, the owners do not recommend staying the night and will even try to discourage you from doing so. That's really a PR thing. Mm. Yeah. The website clearly states that this is not a traditional bed and breakfast and visitors will not be covered by insurance if they choose to visit. If you shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> Paper laundry. You might think this is the smartest of business plans, but the waiting list is long and the house is booked solid up to a year in advance as avid ghost hunters clamour to spend the night in the property and get their chance of the encounter with the black monk. And there are, of course, some house rules. All visitors must sign a waiver, releasing the owner of liability. Alcohol is forbidden from staying there sober. <laughs> As is the use of Ouija boards. Doesn't say anything about not smoking weed, though. We'll take it acid. <laughs> we have to go inside. <laughs> we'll take it acid, you know, like just pop a tab as you go in. 
<laughs> Say no drugs. <laughs> the owners also request that no visitors attempt an exorcism on the property. Not that it would work anyway because it's been tried before and Fred does not like them. Some of the house rules pertain directly to Fred himself. He prefers the kettle to remain unplugged, but filled when not in use. Fucking hell, he's got OCD or something. <laughs> yes. yeah. And visitors are asked to respect that to avoid incurring one of Fred's trademark destructive tantrums. Yes, with the kettle thing. Oh, no rules. Fred's a diva. Actually, it's £400 a night. What? I looked, I saw 60 when I looked earlier. Midweek bookings 300, weekends 400. Well, saying a shit with this council house. You know, mate, half a month's rent. Yeah. It looks solid as fuck. I'd go there, definitely. I'd love to. I'm not sure. I'd like to go and meet Carol, to be honest. You two got mug written all over your face, ain't you? You want to go meet Carol, please? Yeah. Come bang Carol, she like, No, she looks like a right laugh. I'll lock you in. <laughs> I'll lock you in or lock me in, Carol. Right lock me in, Carol. This is a crystal maze. Obviously, there has been many sightings since, and we've got some video evidence and pictures. This is in the Daily Mail. This is in 2021, sorry, 2016. No, it's one of those, apparently the best, a chilling image in the house known for Europe's most violent poltergeist haunting. <laughs> look, look in the mirror. What we're looking at? The mirror? Yeah. Now it's going to obviously go with clothes up, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, real my laugh. It's going to be the best photograph ever. <laughs> it's just a picture of a kitchenette or something. Yeah. Like, a, this, is, this is the landing, the hall landing. Yeah. And in the mirror there... There's somebody on the stairs. There's someone on the stairs. It's a reflection of the person taking the photo, isn't it? No, the person no. in the photo should be down somebody there. Somebody on the stairs, if you look. There's nobody oh, on where? the stairs. That's the sort go of... down and you'll see... Clo- there'll be a... a close-up picture of that, so go down, I think. Have you ever seen an old mirror that's sort of, like, gone a bit funny? Yeah. I think that's, a, you know, because they're so old. You find them on car boots all the time. Okay, it looks like a woman from the 1940s holding a bouquet. Oh, is he holding some kind of rocket launcher? Oh, <laughs> it does look like a, a, an outline of a person. I'll give it that. Is it somebody stood on the stairs? Yeah, someone stood on the stairs. Then, up. why isn't it a proper solid image of a reflection of somebody in the mirror? Because it's a shit photo taken from a crap angle. Ah, uh, it doesn't look like a shit photo. That looks like quite a good quality camera, to be honest. The foreground is excellent definition. Yeah, so I, you could argue that, yeah, it does look like a figure. If it is a figure, it's not a real person, because surely... There's no real definition in that. If you see the bloody banister rail fucking perfectly clear, why can't you see the person perfectly clear? Like well, you the banister rail. A cameraman rail. coming down the stairs reflecting the mirror. Yeah. But why isn't he perfectly clear like the banister rail? Because it's in the mirror image, isn't it? Yeah, what's but that? the banister why? rail's what's perfectly clear. And that's there? in the image. That's, that? the that's the banister rail. That's the banister rail, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you can see the banister rail so perfectly clear, why can't you see the image of the person? Why is that look see-through and dodgy as fuck? So if that was an actual person, they'd be imaged just as clearly. They'd be in as, colour. And they'd be just as clear as the banister rail. 
because they're taking a picture of a fucking mirror. So but it could be anything. Yeah, it could just be a bit of blur. It could just be. Yeah, a bit and of, our eyes are picking out a face and hair. Yeah, because that's what we're expecting to kind of yeah. see. It's paradoxical, isn't it? Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially, but at the same time, potentially. Well, yeah, it does kind of look like a person. So who knows? Holding a cat. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> And Mr. Bolton is at the picture from Stockport. You can see this on the dailymail.co.uk forward slash news. Being their first picture of the Black Monk. Uh, Mr. Bolton from Stockport, Great Manchester, said we arrived around 7 in the evening and wandering around the house. I began taking photos like, like I usually do at a new location. And I took quite a few of the hallway near the stairs. And I was just stepping away at random at the house, not at anything in particular. I took three or four pictures and one was particularly dark, so when I got home I brought it on the computer to brighten it up. There you go, he's brightened up everything else, but that picture in the mirror, that's why it's dark and the rest. Boom. But why is the image of the reflection of the banister rail perfect? Because it's white and shiny and it's more in the foreground maybe. Mm. The banister rail does look very white. It looks Perfectly clear, like a actual the, the problem, reflection you'd expect. The problem you've got with this... If we weren't there, we can't tell. No, <laughs> is, is that he has digitally altered yeah. the rendition of it. He could have put that photo in. That's the issue you've got with it. Yeah, yeah you sometimes get some sort of shading, don't you? Yeah, that, if you've... That would have happened on the mirror. Yeah. And that is the issue. The fact that he has digitally rendered it and is still saying that this is a ghost picture... I think takes it out of the picture mm. because he's not, he's enough, it's not, not organic. Enough hard evidence. It's now, not. No, it? it's, it's not organic. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Been enhanced. We don't know what he's done to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's been enhanced. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there wasn't maybe because I do think this is a weird case. I really do, and you know, I'm not a ghost. Is that video at the bottom of, of something to do with this, or is it nothing? Is it something really different? No, it's a different yeah. one. Okay. And I do think there's something weird to this case because there's like there was like multiple witnesses that didn't really touch on the main article. The local mayor, several reporters, various other people witnessed this stuff going on. And multiple witnesses, but I mean, I suppose it was 1966. No one's uh, got a video camera, have they? No. At best, you've got Christ, not eight millimeter. An eight millimeter, yeah. My friend said she went and stayed and she said she didn't see anything but lots of unexplainable things happened whilst she was there. Okay. Well, do you want to read your text then? But that was pretty much all she said. Um, uh, I just asked her what she saw because I saw her on Facebook going down there and I was like, oh, and I messaged her a couple of days later and said, oh, how was it? And she says, yeah, east side of it was pretty good. I didn't see anything but there was a lot of unexplained things going on. I thought it was well worth it for the night out, but obviously... Not that unexplainable, then. Well, she didn't go into detail. I didn't ask. Mm. I could have asked more detail at the time, but I didn't. I, yeah. just, I just wanted to know whether it was worth... Go- I just said, is it worth going, like? And she was like, yeah, well worth going. If I spent 400 quid sleeping in a place like that, I'd be well pissed Maybe off. Maybe well, I'd set up a haunted house, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad idea, actually. Maybe we could, like, say there was a murder in this flat and Mike's had the walls bleeding red. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah, Swarms of flies. 
Uh, you know, people can just sleep on the sofa and we'll just set up a tape recorder in the water for make banging noises now and again. Sounds good. <laughs> and that's all it could be. Business uh, opportunity. I mean, the Amityville house, to draw a comparison, was found to have been completely faked. Nothing matched up with what happened. Right. Whatever the family that lived there, and I can't remember the names off the top of my head, experience was not the same that was written in the book. The Exorcist had just come out. He wanted to keep the horror train going, you know? So the Amityville horror, oh, what were these people? The DeFeo family were murdered in this house. And when the next family bought it, oh, they had all the flies and the evil demons and the voices saying, get out. You know, it was just basically oversold. It was exaggerated. Mm. A story was agreed upon them with the family that lived there and the Lutz family. And they ended up having a big disagreement in court about you know, who the road is you go to. Mm. And the second money's involved, the second I don't think a haunting is real. Yeah. But then well, you look at, exaggerated. You look at something like the Enfield hauntings, which you've yeah. got police that were there as witnesses and they wrote accounts of exactly what happened. And they did put it in the official and police records, you're right. Official police records, right, you are. exactly what happened, like chairs getting thrown across the room at them and things like that in the kitchen and the, the daughter who's like 11, 12 years old, making very, very, very deep, guttural, but strange voices coming out of their mouth again, that were very unnatural. But as, as we saw with Annalise Nichols, the, the exorcism, I must say, victim, in our last podcast a few weeks ago, some people just seem to be able to tap into that throat singing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like a natural ability. But that doesn't account for chairs like sliding right across the room. It doesn't, but things like that. And yeah, you, you never. I mean, the Enfield uh, part guys is what I've heard about and looked into a little bit. I'm not that familiar with it. I need to go back. It's going to be my next it, choice. So, so Pete's going on a British hauntings miniseries. I like yeah, it. man. <laughs> I know, the Black Monk. It is interesting. The picture there. I, I don't know. And there's another one here. Something on the stairs, possibly. Taken from a camera phone in a mirror. Oh, well, you can like almost make out a face, can't you? Is that paradoxia? This is it's 1970s stairs carpets in this country, and we all grew up with them because people buy carpets once every 10 to 15 years. <laughs> so we all grew up with 19 with children in the 80s. We all grew up in 1970s stair carpets. They were a variety of strange patterns, weren't yeah. they? Easily, crazy. Easily create facial image, couldn't they? Yes, yeah. in blurry pictures. I do believe what I, I saw on programs I watched on it, and when you see things on video camera, mm-hmm. it's a bit more believable than a, a photo that can be very so easily altered compared. Where, where do we stand on ghosts generally? See, I'm a believer because I've seen, heard, experienced. A few times, so I am a firm believer. Uh, Claire, I'm not a believer. I haven't seen anything. Sorry, Claire, I haven't seen anything. So, no, I've never seen anything. Did a Ouija board though. That was kind of freaky. Oh, we did have that experience in the graveyard with the monks chanting. Mm, maybe I don't know. We're well, teenagers getting high. pissed in the. Wasn't just me and Mike, but it was no, a group, it was a group of, us. of us getting pissed. You see, we had that experience in the churchyard. Nah, nah, nah. There was other people there, man. (laughs) It wasn't just me and you having an experience in the churchyard. (laughs) 
<laughs> with a dirty old monk. <laughs> a lot of other people there. We used to get drunk in a churchyard. The group of our friends on a Friday. And dig up graves. We, and, and, you know, maybe school fucking. I mean, um, <laughs> and it was a point where mobile phones had just sort of come out and were trendy, and you could record your voicemail. One of our friends, we were pissing about recording his voicemail, doing some funny shit. What we thought was funny as 15 year olds, 16 year olds pissed in the graveyard. And then we listened back to one of them. It just sounded like monks chanting. Mm. We were like, well, what the fuck? That's not, sounded like nothing what we've just said. We were expecting to hear what we just said. It, we played this thing that was just monks chanting. Unfortunately, it got recorded over. Oh. There's your issue. So why are you romanticising that memory? At the time, no, because at the time, I remember, we were like, what the fuck is that? We could speak to people that were there, that we can collaborate. Yeah, I've had a very similar experience to that, with the dictaphone. But at the same time, it was the mid to late 1990s, and mobile phones are not the sophisticated computer systems we have today. for it. Maybe it was Probably a corruption of that file. Yeah. Maybe it was a car going past in the background that got distorted because the microphone was only picking you up. It did sound like to... monks chanting. I'm a spiritual voyage, you know that. I've never seen anything. I never. I'd love to. I know people that swear they've seen ghosts and otherwise insane people, but I just don't believe it until it's proof. Well, it's fair enough. I just think they. Other explanations. Even if you mind, proof. That's what I mean. Unless yeah. you see it yourself. Well, even then, I wouldn't believe it because I know your mind can play tricks on mm. you. It depends. You on do what... have hallucinations. If you're and if you're in grief or something. Yeah, but if you're staying in that house and you've, are you, are you there? Are you there People are telling you all this. They've had all these experiences. You can't throw marbles and shit. You like want to have that experience as well. You don't want to be feel left out. No, but little catapults built into the wall could. I think if I saw something... Peace looked at me in disbelief. I, think, I love that. 10% a believer. Because I'd be like, you know, that, yeah. that couldn't happen. You know, what? You know, Because it would be puzzling, wouldn't it? Of course it would. Depends on the circumstances. Smoking See, a lot of weed. You might well, have a hallucination. You'd have to go into this place clean. You'd have to. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to be able to touch I'd your own brain. I'm going to take some weed with me. Oh. No, no, you've got to be clean when you go in. You've got to, otherwise. Weed don't make me think. You just, no, no, because you've. Things you, there that are. No, you've got. To, going, you've then. got to be clear-headed. I ain't ready for rehab. If yet. you <laughs> if you go in and stay for the night, you you can't have anything. You've got to stay because otherwise, how can you trust what you've seen or heard? Because mm. we. You've got. No, it doesn't matter. Smoke weed it, constantly yeah. don't get affected. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. You've got to be clear-headed when you go in. No matter how much you smoke or not, you've got to be clear-headed when you go in. Otherwise, nothing you hear or see can be trusted. Yeah, mm. I once saw a dead kid in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that one, he wasn't on weed. That was just walking home in Dolly. Let's go down for a friend's house, and every every time you go past it, there was some flowers by a tree because apparently. A kid fell out the tree and died or something. Mm. So one night walking back about two in the morning, I thought I saw the kid sat in the tree with a hood over, like crouched in the tree. I shit myself and ran. <laughs> <laughs> but now no. Did you shit yourself? No. I was like, what the fuck? I'm in the tree. Oh, run. 
awkward hobbling you trying to hold it as shit. That's what was it you saw then? Wow, it's just my imagination, wasn't it? How do you know it was? Probably a gap between the leaves and all you can see was the night sky. It's pitch black. But how do you know? It was your imagination. I don't. That's what I'm putting down to. But you could have seen a spirit. I could have done, but I just don't believe it. Because a spirit, they say, is like a troubled soul that has maybe died accidentally. Things like that. That kid died accidentally, fell out of a tree. You know what I mean? So you could have seen that spirit. There's no scientific explanation for it. Exactly. Other than your imagination. Yeah, which is more than likely. I yeah, was smoking a lot of weed. But at the same time, what if it wasn't? I was smoking a lot of weed, man. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> see, I've seen shit when I was in the forces, when I wasn't smoking anything or anything like that, and I was completely stone-cold sober, yeah. and I've seen and heard things then. So I know I can't put it down I to thought... being a stoner. No, but... Like submarines. I still think you can have hallucinations. <laughs> I on, no, I want to know. What did you see here? In Faz Lane, up at Faz Lane, you had the building blocks where we all lived and there was shower cubicle right down the end and I was in there on my own must have been 10 11 o'clock at night shower cubicle late at night yeah (laughs) but I could hear talking somebody was in there with me and I thought somebody was in one of the shower cubicles in there with me but I was like, first, what I thought was weird is their shower wasn't on. I'm thinking, why, who were they fucking talking to? This was a bit before the time everyone walking around with their phones. Most people would have left their phone in their room when they were going to the bloody naffy and things like that. You didn't, you didn't have your phones early two thousands attached to you like you do now. So that wasn't a thought. It was like, well, he's in the shower room on his phone. Huh? Didn't even think that. And then I got out of the shower, and like I said, he was still fucking talking. And as I got out of the shower, I was like, prepared to say, are you going to shower up? There was no fucker in there, because I was in the end cubicle, and I had to walk past like five or six cubicles. And they didn't have doors, because they didn't need to. They just had had like chambers like that. Is your mind playing tricks Tricks on you? Tricks on you, because you're all alone. Yeah. yeah, no, that really could have been under a bit of stress at the time. A really no. vulnerable point when you're, really when you're showering, showering mm. shit in you. Really you're most the most vulnerable. Uh, yeah. The really walls are echoing down the cold, so. But maybe the ward are echoing down the walls in that empty shower block that no one else is in, crazy, strange echoes. It sounds like voices are brains and voices. But either way, I could not explain that. Mm. But it's not like I could hear it when I left. Because as I started to move, as I started to come out of the shower, it stopped. And I was expecting the shower to turn on, and it never did, but there was no one in there, and I was on my own. So I, I couldn't explain that, and it wasn't like I was going nuts, because I fucking wasn't. I'll be honest, I wanted a haunted submarine. Can you give me a haunted submarine as well? No, the, I can't. The one I, can make, I can make it up for you. Yeah, please do. Right. One day I woke up in a submarine, and there was this ghoul stood over me. Was he radioactive? Yeah, he was glowing. <laughs> <laughs> He looked a bit like Mr. Burns glowing. <laughs> I bring you peace and love. And, he, and, he and then you blast his face in with your regulations. And he had his staff. hands clasped there and he's like going, hmm, excellent. <laughs> and then you Nuclear bashed, power. And then you bashed his face in with your stick. Yeah, it's my cock actually. No, was it? No. <laughs> and also ghosts defy the second law of thermodynamics. I'll just sort of throw that in there. Okay. They do. Entropy. You can't have infinite energy. But either way, that's one of the experiences I've had. I've had lots of different experiences, but I could sit here for an hour or two telling you them. 
and just for you to mock me and no, no, make no. out like you're completely... He's trying to give you all the explanation no, he's doing, he's doing He's doing the comedy effect. But yeah, no, there's been a few. Like I said, there's other family members that have said they've seen yeah. ghosts. My, but you never say. You know, my mum yeah. and my sister, when my nan died, they went to go and clear a house. And as they were leaving, my sister said, oh, look, there's nan, and they both looked up, and my nan was at the balcony waving to them. They both saw it. Did they? But it could have been a shared hallucination through grief, couldn't it? Could have been. Yeah, yeah. It was like a week after she died or something. My mum woke up with the dog barking. Now, my old dog, excuse me, my old dog. <laughs> my old dog, he wasn't a barker. He didn't bark at fuck all, really. Unless somebody knocked on the door, he'd bark. But other than that, nothing. Three o'clock in the morning, he started barking, mum woke up. So have you got a really old knock? Yeah, that's fine. As my mum woke up, she saw a person stood at the bottom of her bed <gasps> and she froze and woke up my dad because she thought someone had broken in, which is why the dog was barking. She woke up my dad, my dad turned over and he was like, go back to sleep, silly bitches, <laughs> like kind of thing. And she said he was there and then he just wasn't. But she described him... And he was wearing a blue pinstripe suit with a white t-shirt and a blue pinstripe cap that matched the suit. And this is three o'clock in the morning. When did you watch Peaky Blinders? Yeah, this was like 20 years ago nearly. Yeah, about 20 years ago this was. And she just thought it was a fucking imagination. So she didn't really think much more of it. And then a couple of weeks later, she was at her mum's and her mum was going through all the old photos because her mum was um, terminally ill. And this is why we all moved to Telford to spend the last yeah. year with her, basically. And you've been stuck here ever since. Yeah, yeah. She went to visit my nan and my nan was going through all the old photos because she was dishing them out to the kids. She wanted to know if they wanted any of these old photos. And one of these old photos had a picture and it was a family photo from, like, fucking 1940 or it was a really old photo they were looking through and my mum just went that's that man that's that man and there was a bloke in the photo that was dressed in a fucking blue pinstripe suit white shirt didn't have a cap on but she was that's that man and she said that's your granddad it was my mum's granddad and he died in like fucking 1965 or something but She'd never really met him or anything. Like she was very chilling, young, but she'd never Ooh. seen him. These were photos that had been hidden away for yeah. fucking 30, 40 years, and Nan was just clearing her loft and all of the old stuff. Is she could have seen that photo back in the or, you know yeah. someone pointed back in the day, and then yeah, but it, and she's re-seen the photo. My mum, my mum's really <laughs> straight cut. Like she's not. She in fairies. She says she in fairies. She did as a kid. She did as a kid. But you're always believing something as a kid, don't you? Um, <laughs> she the she likes to believe there was still there was the Sundays to them. No, she's the same woman. She's not stupid, and yeah. and you know my mum well enough to know what she's like, and she's not. She certainly wouldn't make things up and try and. No, but, but she she, she believes she saw that. The fact that my I dog believe barked, she thinks she's in it. Yeah, but the fact that Doesn't my dog barked and woke up, he he was off, the dog was obviously disturbed by something, which was 
completely out of the ordinary and then that happened when she woke up because the dog was barking it's almost like he was giving her a message perhaps if it was what it was and it was only about three weeks after that I moved up here because at the time I was still living in Cardiff I moved here and it and this my mum was telling me about it and she only told me about it because I had my own experience and then mum told me about her experience seeing her granddad I woke up in the morning at about five o'clock in the morning and punched some bloke stood next to me stood next to my bed I woke up and just went ah! just panicked and I punched the fucking wall because <laughs> I was just like in bed and just swung half awake half asleep and is that your usual reaction to waking you up what if, if you're not expecting someone to wake up and be stood right next to you I guess yeah I, I don't think it's ever happened before is that where we are <laughs> <laughs> that's a mind does you know it's amazing but I made an almighty clonk and a twatting bang because there was a futon bed that was behind my bed like sat flat packed and I twatted that in the wall and my mum asked me that morning oh what was that big bang this morning did you fall out of bed or something I said no what and I, I was like I'll punch some bloke <laughs> and, I was, and, and at the same time I was questioning my own sanity because <laughs> I just remember waking up there was somebody stood there and I went to punch him That's and then they weren't dream, there sure. no totally but it's just strange. It was just strange that it was just this big dark kind of figure stood right next to me. That shouldn't be funny, but it is. And that, and then that reminded my mum to then say, "Oh, this happened to me the other week," kind of thing. And yeah, it's just there's, I've I've had lots more yeah. experiences than that over the years. That was just a for instance. Never happened. Yeah, you're, the monk, you're the monks of the graveyard. It pisses me off. No, I don't even remember that. Oh, but then they say only people with certain parts of their brain that's kind of has the ability to I'm see shit like that. I'm open to it. I'm like, I'm like Mulder. Show me. I want to see the aliens. I want to see the ghosts. Well, let's go to East and Drive then. And I've never had nothing. It pisses me off. We'll go East Drive and then hopefully we'll uh, get an experience of our own. Because you remember the Shanabi a few months ago, there was fuck all there. Don't know, there was two scary men. They just come right from behind the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's me and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, at Lillishaw Abbey, I've experienced stuff there. And not just me either, there was like five of us that experienced just, voice recordings I've on a dictaphone. In 39 years, I've never had anything I can't fucking explain. But I know lots of people voice. like that. <laughs> nah, we were all miles away from it. We were all like in the fucking... You know the bit where we were stood in the first room you come to when you walk down through the big main bit of the abbey. Well, and you left the dictaphone. Uh, we left the so dictaphone right halfway up the stairs uh, and circle up. Final yeah. verdict. Final verdict. Black Police monk. drive on a black Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Oh, if only I'd fucking do anything to be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> no, I, 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 I... Seriously, I'd love that job. That's my dream job. From what I've seen and witnessed... Pull back, silver kick, do Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. Final thoughts, then? Well, I want to bust this ghost. <laughs> it's weird, because, I mean, there's certain things that, that can't 
the experience the girl getting dragged upstairs by the hair backwards I mean she's doing it to herself and she's a really good fucking actor oh. I didn't say that I said she could have got the bruise on her throat herself yeah but she was dragged up the stairs yeah but she could have said that she could have made it up Unless yeah. anybody witnessed but what it. what if it was witnessed by the mum? Well, it didn't say in the article, did it? And it would no, have done. No, but it didn't say it wasn't. Um, no, but it would have oh, done, yeah, surely, no, if it well, was. I'm so. guessing that. I think it was witnessed, if I remember correctly. They didn't include a lot in that article, to be fair. Or uh, well, blame Benny as a researcher. No! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew what was going on, so that's all that mad. <laughs> You're not buying it, Claire? I'm not buying it. I'm no, not, I'm afraid. I think it's just power suggestion. I used to do ghosts. From what I've seen, from what I've heard, from people I've spoken to about yeah. it, that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm on I've the fence, there. obviously. But well, you can't always be on the fence on this no, one because you're the science officer. This is the paranormal. You I can't know. be sat on the fence. You've got to go. No, say, this is I'm bollocks. Ninety-nine percent. I'm like it's bollocks, but I it's always it. a one percent chance. Yeah. So was it one percent chance? I don't know for certain. It's ironically you've got this brown throw on your chair that goes horizontal mm. stripes that looks slightly like a fence and you're sat <laughs> at the same front top. I go bollocks. Who hasn't Claire? Yeah, bollocks. Pete, you're in for Pizza it. Believer. I, I believe Pizza it believer. what I've seen. Mm. Well, yeah. I believe it. Enough, from mate. what I've heard, I believe it. Respect I tell you that, but it's just not for me. I, I can't. All right, I challenge you all to watch that episode of Most Haunted. See what uh, you think then. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll, I'll give a challenge to the listener: send us your ghost stories. Yeah. Send us your personal experiences, and we'll do an episode, and we'll read them out. Oh yeah, that'd be good. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. Give us some creepy ones. All your best inventions. <laughs> right, we got some fucked up facts we're going to end the show, Mike. What do you want? Fucked up facts. You want them? I do. Give me those facts, facts, fucked up facts. Theme tune. Facts, facts, fucked up facts, 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 facts. Facts. Go on then, Mike. Hit us with some knowledge. Physicists at Cornell University have proposed that there is a second twin universe. Oh, there's more than one. A mirror image of our own that, that is running backwards in time. Yeah, so like... Backwards universe. Back of the Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Mm. So they, the Dwarf. Nod, no. So nod, they, nod. Like, they start as old people and grow into fetuses. Yep, you crawl back inside your mum. Yeah. Basically. That's right, if like. your mum was fit, I suppose. Well, I presume she would be. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, as a baby, have to crawl back inside your mum's yeah, vagina back. Pushed back up. With push. You're pushed back up, <laughs> and she has like retractions she rather. Four steps. She has retractions rather than contractions. And just think about every time you up. You she go starts to the in labour before you, and then you suck back up. Just think about every time you go to the toilet, you're sucking up shit into your asshole. I can't yeah. imagine that's how the backwards universe works. It is because it's. Is it like the same as us, but just running and rewinding? Yeah. yeah. We'll start at the end of the show, and then we'll record it, and it'll go back to the beginning, and then we'll all say hello. Yeah, it's just an home. episode of Red Dwarf, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right, so we've established that. Yeah, that's fucked up, isn't it? Yep, it is. If it is a fact. Apparently so, it's in fucked up facts. Mike's a science officer, he gets yeah. a final Allegedly. I'm going to do one of you. Allegedly. It's a proposal, it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. no, it's yeah. not evidence. Dragonfly's wings are highly effective bacteria killers. 
They are covered in nano pillars which tear bacteria apart if they come into contact with them. Cool. So we'd start like harvesting, harvesting dragonfly wings. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah, get the DNA for that. No, put just it, harvesting them. Put it in the baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it'll have dragonfly skin. It'll <laughs> 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 never get ill because all the bacteria will just kind of fucking cool actually. Nah, that'll, that'll backfire that <laughs> Of course it will. Well, when the dragonfly skin babies rise up because we can't harm them <laughs> with our bullets anymore. <laughs> no, it's like when you don't have enough, like, you know, you don't let your kid mess in, make mud pies and all sorts. But you just get loads of kids with allergies and all sorts. But to survive, haven't we got to evolve to protect ourselves against certain threats? So they're encounter in the galaxy, so maybe humans with a tougher skin might be better off living on another planet that's got a little bit more gravity than Earth. Right, that's it then. We've got to start researching so maybe, how we can splice dragonflies with humans. You know, things like that. You know, maybe that has an application into our evolution, where we could artificially evolution you ourselves. Can we just have their wings? Can we just like. If you want to have their wings, if you live, if you live in an environment that's got low gravity, and you can have dragonfly wings, why the hell not? And you can fly, why the hell not? That's what I'm going to splice. I'm going to splice me some man-sized dragonfly wings. Right, I Maybe you can have a tail dick as well and splice yourself into animals. <laughs> I was thinking more practical uses like dragonfly nanotechnology toilet seats and shit. Ah. What, so if you need a shit in the woods, you can just nanobot a fucking toilet seat out of the toilet seat. No, that's shit, that's a great idea. It's covered in dragonfly nano whatever. Yeah. Stops the bacteria from the public toilets, basically. I was thinking... I was thinking, if you need a shit in the woods, you could have this little like projector, what and holog- fuck? <laughs> <laughs> holographic projector. Yeah. So hope this hot this nano oh, nanobot collector that could form a toilet seat. So you could have a comfortable squat on what? a hovering seat in the woods. How often do you do business? you do shitting in the woods? What's nanobots got to do with dragonfly wings? It could be a, nan- it could be a dragonfly nanobot skin. And, and then it, what, is it transformed into a flask? Then you can use it as a flask. <laughs> uh, chocolate uh, and, then it, and then it vanishes. <laughs> no, it's just there. So you just sit up while you sit in the woods. Ben, do you take a shit when you walk home from pod every night? He nearly did last week. Yeah, I did. I nearly did. Genuinely. He nearly had a head stung. In the woods. There's a need for this toilet seat. We just think of You're at a festival. The portaloos have been burned down the night before. He needs to go in the woods. All of a sudden, you've got a hovering, firm, stable seat to go on. I think you'll find there is such a thing anyway but it's like a little fold out of the camping stool but with a toilet ring in it yeah but imagine <laughs> if it was nanobot technology there was dragonfly wing skin that hovered there and just provided a firm but stable anti-gravity seat I think we've gone off topic now <laughs> <laughs> next fact trademark me that is a fucking winner the portable stable toilet seat <laughs> Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar once burned two million dollars in cash to keep himself warm. I've heard about him burning money before, yeah. Well, at one point he had like 20 million a day coming in, so doesn't surprise me. Why couldn't he just use a log? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a bad boy, Pablo. You, you've got to like Pablo. 
at least he, he sort of wanted to help the community from where he came from, didn't he? He like, spent like a hundred million building yeah. them a football stadium for fuck's sake. He bought them all dirt bikes. I mean, all right, I'm not saying he wasn't a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He was a drug dealer. But at the same time, he's like a Fidel Castro. It's like, I kind of like him. He's a cheeky chappy. <laughs> the friendly coke dealer. <laughs> he's like, hey, you want to buy some coke? Nah, okay then, man. I'll only shoot you once. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it quick, don't worry. He was a psychopathic, blood-lusted murderer. Because he's been a cheeky chap, isn't he? Because <laughs> <laughs> the Cray twins were just... <laughs> they, they were just cheeky chappies as well. You could, but they had a code, like, no women, no kids, no cops. As if they wouldn't kill, that was a thing. With the Crays, as an old-school gangster. Respectable gangsters. Respectable gangsters who wore suits. Look like these ones from the Bronx. Or where jeans are hanging, you know, too far down their asses. Get a belt. I don't know. Just my theory. In the UK, leaky pipes waste about 3 billion litres of water a day. I've heard that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have heard Shocking, that before. And then they charge you more for your water rates because... Uh, the amount of leaks. The amount of leaks, they just maintain the pipes, which probably haven't been done, Christ. If you'd have got an older state, or one of the water pipes were last changed. Well, look what happened up at Sutton Hill a couple of years back. Mm. Remember that? When there was no water all the like Sutton Hill Woodside area because the pipe had burst. Because oh, yeah. it was just so degraded. And two villages, probably like 40,000, 50,000 people in, had no water for like four or five days. Yeah, it's true. And there was, was like, a state by us, listen by the way, two estates by us in Telford. Yeah, not surprising. But in all fairness, a bit of local history here, those estates were known to be standing now. Mm. They were modernised over the years, but they are only sort of given 20, 30 year tops lifespans when they were built. How can you give an area a lifespan? Because they were going to build it. Because they, they were knocked up quick to, because there was an influx of workers. Oh, yeah, them sort of prefab houses. Prefabs, yeah, they're, they're all prefabs, prefabricated, coming two halves, slammed together, boom, boom, boom. It's quite a few of them at Dorley Way, the, like the side, yeah. one side panel come off it, um, one by my mate's house, the church before Christmas. Yeah, so the, you know, the idea was that you know more land would be purchased to build proper housing on, but the influx was so great that there was never time, so yeah. it just modernised the prefabrications. Mm. Next fact. Next yeah. fact. Manatees have nipples under their armpits. Nah. Does that mean they can squeeze milk every time they swim? If they've... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I doubt they've got sweaty armpits. They live under the sea, don't they? Yeah, but they're swimming along. Maybe they're a pregnant female one. They've got nipples in their armpits and they flap their little things. And it's squeeze just milk a safe it. place where the calves can suckle, I suppose. Yeah. Got a manatee, haven't you? They're all right. <laughs> the old sea cow. The old sea cow, alright, aren't they? Did you know most people mistook mermaids for manatees? Eh, manatees for mermaids. Yeah, sorry. Because they're, they're, they're cute, but they're not mermaids, are they? No. <laughs> you're that little dog snout, they're cute. You wouldn't be happy if you woke up but, next to one, let's put it that no, way. Well, it's, the, it's the fin, well, isn't it? It's the fin. Yeah. That big round fin. Yeah. In all like... fairness, I probably woke up to worse. <laughs> <laughs> The poo of Ice Age people shows humans were eating blue cheese and drinking beer 2,700 years ago. Well, God of the blue cheese. 2000, yeah, that's right. 2000, we're still in Roman times at that point, aren't we? 
Yeah, blue cheese. There's nothing like blue cheese at that point. A bit of a cheese gonna serve, by the way. Love cheese. You would have been right now, I said, wouldn't you? It's blue cheese and beer, you were a little Oh, fuck me, yeah. I don't like goat severely, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'd end up with goat massively, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah. have lived long enough to worry about goat. Yeah, probably, probably not, to be yeah. killed by a walrus. Yeah. <laughs> the average life expectancy was probably about 40 then, anyway, yeah. if you were lucky, so. Yeah, yeah true. You'd have been an old man by now. That's, fuck, that's tragic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say at least three cla- out of four of us would be dead, innit? You'd be collecting your pension. <laughs> We'd just die in some raid upon our village, which we'd die defending it. You'd probably die from a cut, infected. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Childbirth for me. Probably. Yeah, more than likely. I mean, Christ, you I mean, you, if you go back, like, to Viking times, Claire, you've got, you got three kids. All of them living is like, that's a massive win. Of course. All of them making past seven or eight is a massive win. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I mean, so much infant mortality. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Yep. And we'll end on this one. Does anyone know what is the loudest creature on Earth? It's a bird, isn't it? No. It's, it's loudest relative to its size. Oh, is it a cricket? Close. Well, some, something like that, isn't it? No, hold on, it's a type of things that everyone stamps on. Uh, cockroach. Cockroach. It's a type of cockroach, isn't no, it? No, but you're close. It's a little water boatman. Oh, right, yeah. yes. Yes, ah. I have heard this one before. They rub their legs. Rubs their genitalia against Ooh. his abdomen and creates a sound over 99 decibels. Wow. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, I, have, I, I saw that on QI. And he honest. gets a lot of pleasure over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> Rub the genitals on your, on your chest. Yeah. I've rubbed them on some chests. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, on that note. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, note, here's a note. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening. I've been Ben, Dungeon the Fairy Raid, Dungeon of Cult, and you can follow us on Facebook at Cunt the Boy in the Post with the Pockets. As I Cunt the Boy in the PTA. No, nope. no, nope, nope. I was right first time. SoundCloud is comfortable in the PTA, and YouTube is Apocalypse Ball. Give us a like, a subscribe, a report, a review, a nice one to be nice. And yeah, thank you. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles out your ears. And I've been Pete. Take it easy. Where are you doing the July path? Take so it I- easy. <laughs> Slow ride. Is that what you do in July Path? <laughs> Slow ride. Yeah. <laughs>